What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys with Podcast. Today we're joined with uh, Robert, George, and Danny. And uh, let's get right into it. So, recently, Barcelona sacked their uh, manager, Ernesto Valverde, replacing him with um, Setien, the former Betis coach. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about it? Well, what's your guys' uh, opinions on this move? It was a move that was bound to happen, especially with the way that Barcelona are playing and the way that their fans have been reacting. But... It's a, it's a move that I certainly didn't see happening at this time. It's a move that I saw happening maybe around, probably towards the end of the season or maybe even in the summer because, so they could kind of like get the team adjusted to a new manager over the summer. But it's something that was bound to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen this quickly, if you know what I mean. I think it's a shock in most sides because he's coming middle of the season. Right now, I think Bucs are in first right now or second place in the league. And, you know, maybe... Right now, it's probably not the best time because of the injury that Suarez just had or, like, the surgery he had. So, I don't know how much accessible and, like, what they're going to do for the transfers to try to bring in a new striker. Because that's something that probably Barca um, is probably going to need is a clinical striker. Well, the rumor is if they can't get a number nine by the end of the winter transfer window, they're going to play the false nine with Messi as the center forward. But how do we know if that's going to work under with these players that they currently have? You know, because when Messi played in the false nine under Pep Guardiola, it's a whole different squad, a whole different system. I, I mean, probably what they're what Barca's probably thinking at this point is that they're going to get their they want their coach they want to get their, their coach right now while the transfer window just open so they can kind of give him time to kind of Try to get the try to get the number nine that he wants to get the player that he necessarily wants for his system. So, like Kevin says, if most likely if, if they don't end up getting someone by the end of the season, they'll most likely have to play Messi at that point. Because at this point, who do you ask in Barca to step up? Juan Suarez is gone to kind of fill the void that that he leaves because we know over the last few years he's been a really big part about what they've been doing, especially at the beginning when he was when it was MSN. I guess he was destroyed on that. On the stretch, I think they could possibly bring up something from the U team. Then force it be, but I don't know how well well their well, strikers are doing. I know because they have the philosophy of you know bringing up youngsters and whatnot. But so this might be a chance for one of the youngsters to prove like, uh, don't buy someone yeah. else. Like, I'm someone here. But mm-hmm. it depends, really. I don't know. Well, what they also could do is instead of using Griezmann as a, Griezmann as a winger, put him back as a striker, and they they could use either Carlos Perez or Ansu Fati and play the left wing with them. Wow, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was a good point. So I, I, didn't have to, I thought someone was going to chime in there. I mean, the real question is: Do you guys think that this hiring for Barca was a, was a good decision, or do you think they, they should have gone for someone else? I think it was an amazing decision. I think they should, probably should have gone for someone else. Excuse me, so someone like Pochettino. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think lost that. My mind if that would huh? <laughs> I would have probably lost my mind if that. Yeah, no, I think that Pochettino would have been a perfect fit for the same fact that Pochettino has proven to compete with uh with the lower squad in Spurs. Now just imagine having Messi under his belt, having Griezmann, having uh Ter Stegen, you know, having these world class players. Not like Spurs had they had world class players, but not comparing to a Messi, you know. I think they should have went until the end of the season. I know the Supercopa de España, like this result shocked them because of how dramatically how they dropped the ball really. 
not well, metaphorically and realistically, but I think they sh- I, I think they should have just waited until the end of the season. Even the players were backing them. Like even after after what happened, they were still defending them, saying, "Oh, it was on us," and he had nothing to do with it. He should just stay on. But then Barca still made the choice. Well, how are we gonna forget about blowing two leads during the Champions League final nah, yeah. playoffs? You know, I think it was time was coming. Um, I thought he was gonna get definitely sacked after the Champions League. That was something I was expecting, but you know. But yet again, they they bring up the same point that uh, can can Barca kind of like revive their season and, and at least do something because they're gonna win because at this point they're in a good position to win a league. They probably will end up winning it because Real Madrid really doesn't have a good history as of late winning it. They won it a couple years ago. That was an off year. What do you think? Is do you guys think this propels them to maybe? Being favorites over like Liverpool, Manchester City, being being able to compete with those uh, English teams. I think it's one of the, that question. I think is one of those like wait to see. I think we have to see them play first. Probably see how the results. They're playing against Valencia with oh no, their next team against Granada. So Granada isn't is probably is one of those teams that always puts up a fight versus Barca. So we will see about that. But then. The real test is probably I think their most their game the first game with um Valencia, Valencia is probably gonna be a real test for them. We just have a couple of weeks until they go back to the Champions League when they go face Napoli, which that's for for me that would be like the real test between to see the difference between the Valverde Valverde era and the new era where to kind of see like what what position are are Barca gonna be in for not even just now for maybe like even the next few months or maybe even years maybe. Well. I feel that with the appointment of Setien, Barca is going to go back to their roots. Because according to him and like his his gameplay analysis, he he basically mimics Cruyff's um style of play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if anything, we could see the success that Guardiola had when he was here. In, in Barcelona. Well, the thing is, are you guys a little bit like kind of like eerie because you guys weren't able to get Xavi to replace him? But I think it's good though. I think Xavi needs more experience. Yeah, because coaching in the Qatar league isn't really a challenge. I mean, it well, it, it, it helps him a lot because he's learning more and more. Mm-hmm. But I think in order to him just to like prove that he's worthy of the Barcelona job, he would probably have to get a second division, at least job in Spain or somewhere else. Then maybe get a position in the first, in the first, in the first league, mm-hmm. top three or whatever. Then from there, yeah, but. Only just got him just because he was a famous player from it doesn't make any sense. To be fair, the same way Xavi's doing is the same way Guardiola did. But Guardiola at least had a little bit like experience, like a bit of coaching in the Barcelona system. Yeah. I mean, I think Barca would probably try to rush his presence, probably try to get something out of like Zidane's. Wait, what? He didn't manage for Barcelona before. Yeah, he was with the youth teams. Yeah. So at least he had a little bit. Okay, of- me, but. He was still, team, but still second in the Barcelona system. Barcelona system. Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> and I think, well, I think what Barca was probably trying to get out of him was like another Zidane, where they have like an ex player becomes a manager and has great. But success. that, that I, mean, I don't think that's gonna happen for a couple. No, 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 I know. Yeah, because I think that's did. what Barca yeah. was expecting. Because like, the run he had was just an amazing three year run. With how you know he just managed Real Madrid, right? mm-hmm. had to shoulders over at Barcelona, but. Who do you think 
should uh, make a move into the transfer since the transfer window is open, as we said. But what what team should try to pick up a player at this moment? I think Chelsea. After Chelsea? The, after the transfer thing all lifted, I think they would need to have to go for someone at least. Potentially center back, mm-hmm. most likely, because well, I think Rudiger is still injured, right? I think Rudiger is yeah. And, well, Tamari has been pretty good. And then giving the chance to Christensen here and there has been pretty good for, for them. But I think just to solidify their season for going onwards, mm-hmm. they would need at least a center back. And then I guess you could still keep using Tammy Abraham from here on out. Because the thing was a room also that Jirud was going to go out. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the Milan clubs. So if not, they could probably get a backup striker Tammy Abraham. But and then I think out of all the Premier League right now, I think Chelsea and Manchester United. Because also there was a rumor saying that Koulibaly was about to join them. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, about that. Yeah. I think it was around 80 million euros. So you're going to spend another 80 million on a center back? Not to be fair, but Koulibaly's head and shoulders better than them, what they had before. Yeah, but then Manchester United spend eighty million on Maguire, and how how would you guys like? You think that was a value price for him, or was it no, over? No, I think it was just inflated just because he was English. Yeah, no, just so. behind, to be honest, whether whether be fair, at this point, where Manchester United is at this point is not really what we expect them always to be. But at least they've been a little bit more bearable this year, even showing up in the table. They're fifth right now, and they're. Even though they're five points behind Chelsea, they're right on their tail. Mm-hmm. This they can potentially make the make the the top four and make it to the Champions League. Which I don't know if that uh, that type of transfer will kind of uh, like push them towards like more solidifying that their top four spot. It'll especially help, especially because we have teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, who are still we're not doing so well right now. But we know those teams could like pick it up at any moment. Yeah, especially with the way that that. Tottenham hasn't really gotten used to Mourinho yet, yeah, like Arsenal, especially with their with their new coach too. They still need to get more adjusted to them. But, How would you guys um? So where was where was Tottenham before Mourinho? Eleven. Now they're currently in eighth. Yes. Do you think Mourinho being a team has really affected them? Yeah. Like in a good way or a bad way? I mean, they probably gave more confidence to a few players like Deli Ali, but in a in a way, you have to think more towards the future and not towards right now because Tottenham really at this point in the, in the season they're, they're showing that they're not going to win the Premier League they're, they're even in danger right now not even making the top four so you have to think you have to think ahead and at least try to make the Champions League this year to at least get a run next year especially with the money that you're going to get Christian Eriksen this, this winter because we know he's not coming back if he wanted to Wait, stay where did he go to? He left. no he hasn't left yet but he wants to leave so I thought he was confirmed to go to Inter. no it's a rumor Oh. It's, because, it's because his contract is over at the end of the season and maybe if he doesn't sign a contract extension he can choose wherever he wants to go so what well, Tottenham is probably going to try to do what, probably, what they're probably going to try and do is sell him this winter to try at least get something for him and all they have to leave for free oh okay like so a, bringing up Ericsson right so we know Real uh, Spurs interest in the past with Isco and James do you think right now with Ericsson wanting to leave and Isco and or or Hamas looking for game time, it'd be a perfect time for either team to do a switch. I mean, or pro- propose. I mean, I'd probably give Isco a little bit more opportunity to at least play because he's really been complaining about Darren Real Madrid not getting the playing time. I could probably see the Isco thing happening considering that, that him and Ericsson are so close to age. I think I think they're like exactly the same age or like one year difference. I think Isco is a year younger. Yeah, no. but. It really depends, really, what Tottenham is trying to do at this point. Are they going to try and, like, do what they did, what they did after they sold Gary Bell, trying to rebuild? 
Are they going to try to and keep, stay competitive and at least trying to retain for Harry Kane? Because if Erickson leaves, we, we, we can be sure that Harry Kane, Harry Kane no matter what, is not going to be happy about him. He's, he's been his running mate for the last two years. But what about Hume Son? Isn't also Hume Son a big uh, effect to carry Harry Kane's, like, in the yeah. fact that he supports him in a like, place? Yeah, but the season really hasn't been good for him at all. I mean, after, like, I was doing pretty, he got, like, two records, right? Yeah. Was it only just one to one that record? One record? He got two. He got two this season. And he's been in and off the bench for the entire lineup. So it hasn't been the exact same year as he had last year and a couple years before that. But like, he's pretty, pretty vital for it. For Tottenham, and more, most importantly, Harry Kane. But I think just if they're going to get the money from Ericsson, I might as well just buy someone yeah. in the midfielder, really. Because, I mean, what's the point if you're going to keep, keep save that money and not spend it all? Mm-hmm. So, I might as well just send, spend the money and get someone at least reliable like Isco, which about, I don't think is, I don't know if he's going to be a, like that, going to be that adept to the Premier League. That's the thing, yeah. His physicality, you have to, you have to make sure that it won't be like another Di Maria situation with Manchester, where he can really like adapt to the league. Because mm-hmm. he's cool, we know he's not really like a big physical guy. He's more like a type of player that likes to dribble his players or outrun them. Within the Premier League, we know you can't really do that as much as you can in La Liga. There's some players that go, that do get around, uh, that do get like a uh, hazard have that around with him. Yeah, like, like there are some players that that, that could go around it, but. I don't know if Isco would be that type. James, I really don't see that happening, considering the way he's dropped off and the way the other teams are probably pursuing him. Well, I, I said Hazard because Everton is also another team trying to sign him in the winter. If, right if anything, that would be a little bit more likely than Tottenham, but realistically, they would probably just try to do the Isco swap, even though we saw reports today that they're going to try to sign for $20 million, which if they do, that would be awful, because we know he's worth more than $20 million. Yeah. Because a player of his caliber shouldn't be worth that money. No, but, yeah, but the reason why he's worth that much is because he's six months contract. Yeah. So, like, uh, from Ramadri's case, are you really going to give up Isco or like 40, 50 million for a player who, whose contract is open in six months and you can get him in the summer anyway? Because he's made, he's made it clear that he wants to go to Real Madrid. He's, he's going to end up there. He's going to end up there either by, by free agent this summer or just by, uh, just by uh, the transfer market right now. But, Tottenham as a whole, it's a big mess. They probably they spent all that money on the stadium, which they really should have invested in the players. But that's a whole top, that's another topic for another day. No, but I think I think getting the stadium was a good was a good idea because eventually they're gonna need a new stadium regardless. Because the old White Hart Lane was really getting old. It was iconic. <laughs> it was iconic, but to the point where like you would need to spend the money regardless later yeah. down in the future because well. I mean, you have well, I think money. where oh. Tottenham should try to focus right now is their youth academy. You know, mm-hmm. like every club should probably focus on a youth academy. And so we had a player like Adam Traore, who's used to be a Barcelona academy player. Now he's tearing it up this season in the Premier League. So like, you know, it's just really how the academy systems work for each club. I mean, the only question I always ask myself is, if you take off Harry Kane and Ericsson from this team, what, what, where would this team rank a- among other Premier League teams? And I, to be honest, they're probably just out. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, yeah, they, I think at that point you're probably well, comparing their squad to Wolves, and so I think lineup yeah. by lineup, Wolves has a better lineup. Yeah. Which don't be surprised if this summer, if Ericsson does leave, you start hearing ramblings that Harry Kane wants out too. If and you you hear big clubs like Bayern Munich or 
maybe not Bayern Munich because they're the only one Dowski, but like mm-hmm. Real Madrid, Barca, even if if they want to play Suarez in the summer, like going after Harry Kane, which I hope not. <laughs> well, that'll be a bad move if he goes to Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Harry Kane in the in in Barca? I, I mean, purple doesn't suit him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the point where uh, Jamie Wardy had his year, he was getting linked to Barca Real Madrid just because of that one season. So essentially, I don't know. He had his opportunity earlier on to leave Tondo. But it's just the love for the club he has. They didn't get injured recently too, Harry Kane. Yeah, he's not until uh, like April. I think. He um, something with the with the hamstring. Yeah, he's always gonna be out for a while. And Tottenham are not looking so hot, but if Song plays right now like he's been playing in the Champions League, uh, we should maybe we could pick it up. But we're nine points behind Chelsea, so I don't know. Well, what about the rival of uh, Jensen Fernandez, the Portuguese from uh, Benfica? Oh, Jerton for men. Yeah, it was a two-year loan, isn't it? Yeah, so but I think they have an option to buy. Well, I mean, then again, I don't think he's going to get that much game time. Because really, cause look at that midfield, just that midfield in well, general. Well, they have Endo they have Sissoko. Well, they got, they got Dyer, and they also have, well, Dyer, Harry Winks, well, or Lamella. Lamora could potentially play in midfield, but, and then they got Vanyama as well. They have La Celso. Yeah, La Celso, too. Well, but... You could also make the case that if they had a midfield like that, why bring him in if they already have enough competition? I don't know. They're just saying. Exactly. Uh, one player who has moved recently is Ashley Young moving to Inter reporting from Sky Sports, was it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, how do you, what does that signal to you guys? Because what I got out of it is what I got out of it is that uh, it seems like the Serie A is a place to retire now. <laughs> because if you look at it, Ronaldo, Ribery, now Ashley Young. Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic going back. You know, what is that? What is that uh, for the... I think it's just backup for them. And also, it gives the opportunity because ever since Jado Sancho popped off back a couple of years ago, there's been a lot of English talent going actually trying out in other countries. It's like, I don't know, I don't know, look, man. Uh, center back for West Ham, uh, Reese. He was a center, he was center back, he was pretty young, but now plays for Leipzig, I think. <gasps> and now, like, players like this, like, what, Ashley Young, trying now in Italy, and it's just like, so it's Joe Hart, that didn't go that well. But I think just English players in general, just trying out, seeing there's more other than the Premier League or Championship or whatever, and there's more opportunities somewhere else. And probably a big factor is because well, Alex Sanchez and Romelu Lukaku were there. So at least he has two ex-teammates as he go to. But I think he's just going to end up being a backup oh, to that okay. team. I think just for a safe haven. He just signals to the end of his career, basically. I want to see that Serie A at this point is like a retirement league because it's been very competitive, especially right now with Inter only being two points behind Juventus. But it kind of just signals that Ashley Young's playing career is almost at an end. As sad as it is to to say, because he's been around for a cool minute, but it, he's it was bound to happen. He really needs to find a place where they'll appreciate a little bit how he plays a little bit more, and like how he said, the chat kind of like the Englishman, kind of trying to find a place that w- that isn't the Premier League to kind of sh- kind of like venture out, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think because how they play right now, the three five two under Conte. Uh, I think because he he's been playing out of position many of times. Right? So, yeah, well, he started he's as a left wing. Yeah, left wing, and then got transitioned to a left back because well, United just didn't have a left back at the time. 
So I think he kind of play play anywhere once they need him, really. So just, but he is thirty four years of old, yeah. so you know he he can't really be uh, going against like these young left back or right backs. Like, you but know, he's maybe... like well, I'm a comparison of Danny Alves, but the fact about Danny Alves going with 34, oh, okay. 35 when he went to Juventus and PSG and still playing at a high level, it was, it's crazy. But I think he'll get okay game time, not as much you know as he got in United multiple years, but I think they'll once they need him, they'll need him. Okay. Who's right now? Because what? He's got 12 games so far in the Premier League so far. Hasn't scored or assisted in any games he's been playing so far. He in the 12, 18 games that he's played so far, he has one of each. Yeah, but to be fair, he's not as young as once was, where he could actually go up and forth. As when we played at Manchester United as a left back, he would just usually just stay back. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, he will start like gradually. He'll start going up the field, but then but most of the time he'll just stay back. So really, I don't know. Like firstly, I don't know why Inter going for this one. Just because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the value, but I, I I don't know. It's just a weird one for me. A backup probably. Just like how Karen Karen Trippier went to Atletico Madrid, like mm-hmm. that weird that move in general just kind of weird. But now it's been working out bits for them because he's actually been playing pretty well under Simeone. Simeone. So, I don't know. so also another transfer that happened a while ago, at the beginning of the month, uh, Holland going to Dortmund. Holland. Um, the, um, <laughs> he, for, he plays for uh, Salzburg, the yeah. Norwegian dude, the one with the big lips. The, the one 18 or 17. Oh, he like made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I can't remember. remember. From, uh, from yeah, Leipzig, right? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, Salzburg. Salzburg. Well, he was from the Champions League. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where you got his pop up. Yeah. Uh, you went to Dortmund. You chose over Man- Manchester United. Well, yeah, wasn't he supposed yeah. to? <laughs> Well, but well, the thing is, his agent is Mina Raiola, who also is agent for Pogba. He said early in the press, I was watching a video of Football Daily, well, the source of this video, uh, on YouTube. Also, but I think, but um, so basically what happened was Raiola said very good things about Manchester in the press, but then one day late, he was just badmouthed him. So I think he had a very good influence of him not going there and choosing Dortmund. Yeah, but I think in the long run, he probably would have just. It, it fits him better because Dortmund have a better track recently of developing the players. young yeah, players yeah. like things of Alexander Isaac mm-hmm. or Pac, well, young Pac Alcacer but he's yeah. been doing great there so just the fact just the matter of the fact that he's going to get at least the good coaching that he needs in order to pop out and become support Dortmund's next well he's 18 right he's 18 yeah no, nineteen. Yeah, he's got I mean time. look at Jordan Sancho when he went there you know he's been he's pretty much a star over there at uh, Germany, Chris and Polish is another young, one of those young talents that Dortmund has produced. And, you know. So I think it's a long run. It's good for him because he's mm-hmm. not going to get as much pressure and, uh, you know, bad mouth if he was once, as he was once, if he would have gone to United, regardless. <laughs> regardless. Well, um, another interesting transfer that I did not know happened Julian Widrow from Dortmund went to Benfica for a sum of 22.8 million. That's a transfer I, I didn't expect. Whatever happened, I thought he was uh, gonna. That's bad. Start in Dortmund and finish in Dortmund. Like, can you read that name again? I don't know, you might have butchered it. Who cares if I can't remember it? <laughs> Widgel. That's how. It, that's how it's pronounced. It's W E I G L. He's he's. Oh, uh, you mean Julian Weigel? Weigel? Who's? I'm butchering that name. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just CDM. I used, I used to game in Crimble all the time. <laughs> and uh, he got the back if he was FIFA 16, FIFA 17. Uh, he was a beast. Uh, um, yeah, that's, well, then again, it's, again, Dortmund getting their money back for what well, they eventually just got, really, for cheap. So, yeah. essentially, for them, it's kind of like that buying and selling club what multiple European teams are doing now. Because they just don't have the funds as you know as the one Bayern Munich has or now Red Bull Leipzig have, so I think for them if they don't need the player, just sell them for the amount of money and then invest yeah, in young they players. Yeah, they get the most out of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but he's probably the type of player that wants to win now and probably wants to like have succeed and have Champions League success. But the only thing is, I don't get why he chose to go to Liga Nots. That's all, that's my only question. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm like wondering if like there was no Premier League team, there's no like none of the La Liga giants who are knocking on his door saying, hey, hey, come, come sign this contract real quick. I think because was it the because of the transfer that Kevin pointed out about Judson Fernandez going down loan. I guess this is a safe haven, safe haven for them. Because they don't want someone that expensive either. I mean, he like he's relatively okay age, 24 years old. He's not that old, but still. He, he has some experience in the national team as well, here and there, but a very like, you know, short stints. But the signings, Borussia Dortmund, have been here and there, but it hasn't been that much to impress the team. So I think this move for him personally, I think it'll end up going in the long run. Because the what, black competition, there isn't the Portuguese league compared to the Bundesliga. Well, I think at this point, do you consider Benfica or Dortmund the bigger club at this point? No, I think Dortmund still be the biggest. Think, think, uh, no, I mean, he's in years, yeah. Because I was because what I was thinking is that maybe what he was um, taking into consideration is that he wants to um, try to get a bigger move in the future. Like how you said, mm-hmm. he's probably not going to stay in Benfica. He probably chose uh, Benfica to kind of like propel him to where he wants to mm-hmm. get to the point where and he'll he's going to get, gonna, he's gonna get game time as well. So, so, so another transfer rumor: Chirito Hernandez. Um, rumor. It's technically it's still a rumor, but it's it's practically almost one. But they have a yeah. Center, so. How how would you guys think he would impact the MLS? No, no, no. no I think no, no. commercially, in the yeah. long run, he's gonna improve the MLS because there's gonna be a lot of Mexican fans. I believe that at least because he's world known regardless because he played played Manchester United, Real Madrid. Yeah, the midseason by Leverkusen, and then those seasons with West Ham. But people still know his name. You know who he is. So I think with that name of high caliber, well, high caliber, but <laughs> but still in that top notch, he's a superstar in Mexico, and then he's a well, decent think, player in worldwide. Well, well, United States is probably the same level as here as Mexico. Really, to be honest, I feel like Chicharito is gonna have an unexpectedly very good first season for them. Mm. No, probably. Well, regardless, of what they paid what? How much were Twelve million. Oh, they're going to pay, supposedly. Yeah, but for that much, especially in MLS, they're going to expect them to score a bunch of goals. Yeah, but Chicharito is one of those players that um, he, he's very surprising. You know, like, it, like you you don't expect him to do things, but he does them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I like, mean, if you pay Tom, if you're going to go pay Tom Billing, you would assume yeah, to yeah, you're assuming, especially in MLS. Regardless of how much money like, you're paying him. Like, he's basically replus- uh, replacing Slatan. Yeah. As a striker, and then you also gotta consider that like Galaxy sold Atuna, Atuna, yeah, and and uh, Ibrahimovic probably to afford him. Yeah, I don't know about you, you know? guys. I don't know about you guys. But I can imagine the beer commercials with them now. 
No, yeah. Oh, no, commercial, yeah. commercially, he's going to bring that muscle in another. another he, he also knows very, he's very decent at his English because he did play in England. Yeah. So he can also get into like maybe some reality shows. I don't know. <laughs> and like when you're going to, when you're coming to a city or a city like LA, you know, or something where like LeBron did, he opened his brand up by going to LA. You know, you have all these super, uh, players wanting come wanting to come to the city of the Angels for a certain reason, not only to expand their brand, but, but also now, to but, also receive a nice pay. But now it's going to be attached to the top challenge between him and Carlos Vela, who's going to be about the true main person at LA. Because really, because it is basically this is LA's galaxy response to Carlos Vela. Because mm-hmm. even though Ibrahimovic was there, but he was didn't want to stay there. Yeah. But I think she's going the long run. Well, he's got a two-year contract, three-year contract, because I think that's a DP's contract, which is an A player. But I think for him, for them, oh, bless you. for them in the long run, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good because they're, commercially they're going to be set. Because the first day they're going to announce him, you know, that LA Galaxy store is going to be packed. Mm-hmm. Just for his Especially name. Especially if they have a fan meetup. It's gonna yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. Could you guys imagine the LAFC, LA Galaxy games now? I mean, how it's gonna be. honestly, I think it was a bigger deal when Zata was there. No, imagine um, like to, to pull out the Mexican crown. Yeah. Exactly. No, well, the Mexican, yeah, 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 but I don't know. Because if it was big before, imagine now when like I, their idols playing. I feel like if it would have been Chicharito to LAFC, the world would have ended. No, yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> and then again, Altuve wants to be second fiddle to Carlos Vela. Okay, but that, they don't play the same position. Oh, yeah, but it'll be right yeah, wing. Yeah, but Vela could yeah. Yeah, shine someone in the and now, squad. And now Vela's <laughs> the captain now, so it's going to be like, I own this team, not you. You know, for how much yeah, money they brought you. Yeah, Chicharito going to be going in there with a big head like any uh, European player would. But, Pero... I, but I think for the Galaxy, going forward, this is a good pickup because they didn't have a striker after the backup striker, really. So this is going to be a main striker going, I don't know. And I think with his type of play, he's going to improve the team dramatically. Because I know with Ibra... They had to get the ball to him, regardless, because he wasn't going to go up and down the pitch yeah. as fast as well. Chichita was going to do it. Mm. So with, with with Flavio Alvarez and Christian Pavon on the wings, I think for them, it it's, it'll be easier. And also with the fact that he could also come back in defense and go run to the MLS defenses and the goalies were not too awesome. I, feel, that great. I feel bad that I'm going to say this, especially because he's a really good player. But realistically, what I'm going to see from what I think is going to happen to him because what happened to Giovanni and LA Galaxy? Nah, 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 nah Giovanni's nah. a different type of player. No, 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 I'm not saying like. What I'm saying is that he's going to have his he, moment and everything because he's a very, very talented player at this point. But the only thing is that Chicharito, it's it yet to be seen how, if he can manage the injuries, if he can, if he can manage. Because even though MLS is going to have a little bit less pressure because it's not, not, it's not the Premier League, but mm-hmm. it's yet to be seen. I realistically don't have any high expectations for him just because. He hasn't really proved the last few years. He he had a little bit. He had a little stand at the beginning of the year, but it's yet to be seen if if he can produce produce this in MLS. Because unlike Carlos Vela, Carlos Vela, he wasn't a superstar in La Liga, but at least he was like a decent player. But I think this team in general, because it Galaxy have really improved this this team in twenty twenty a lot. They brought in Katai from Chicago Fire, who's been pretty pretty good for them as well. Also Emiliano and Sua. Little left back for Argentina, Argentina, uh, Stuttgart. But this team general essentially with like Jet, Pavon. Not about skill back. He's been pretty shocking this season. But I think this team in general is going to make the playoffs, potentially make an MLS Cup final run. But well, that's what they're hoping. But I think 
he's going to improve this team a lot in the long run for two years, rather than just you know, let them for the half season or whatever. Well, also, we could, you know, uh, uh, recently a lot of players from the Lega Mexico are starting to go to the MLS, right? Mm. For example, um, Edson Flores from Morelia, he went to DC United. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you guys think that a lot of players, well, some known players are starting to go from Liga Mekis to MLS or from MLS to Liga Mekis? Guaranteed money. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Mexico, it's always a hit or miss thing with like, am I going to be paid this week? <laughs> Depending on what the owners say, but at least with MLS. Also, yeah. um, probably like I said before, expanding yourself as a player, you know, you're you're probably more likely to be watched in the MLS than the Liga Mekis. If you think about it, more European fans who watch, like, example, if we're going to um, probably like uh, watching Chicharito versus, say, watch uh, LA Galaxy versus DC United, you're going to see if he performs, maybe someone's going to be like, oh, who's that guy? And then they're going to look him up and then they're going to see that, oh, he's a decent player from Morelia, yeah, well, from a back history. I can imagine like an Englishman in, um, in let's say, London watching, try, trying to watch like the New York Derby, so it's like over there. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine them, no offense, but I don't imagine them saying, I want to watch the Caxa. Yeah, like, yeah, it makes know. sense. Like, it, it, it makes sense. Like, it's... No offense. <laughs> so it, so it is a possibility <laughs> that, like, it, it's, it's definitely like the MLS is becoming more like a uh, opening for some people, you know, like Slatan going back to to um, Italy, something that like no one would have ever thought, especially because everyone goes to MLS and retires pretty much. Well, you know who doesn't want to look in the Gaxa? Atlanta United, because they just bought Mesa. Who? Who? They bought um, Fernando Mesa. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How many times did he play for the first team? No, no, they, they still look at my guy. On loan or actually, how much they buy him for? Bottom. How much? The price of the stuff. When did they buy him? I don't know. No, yeah, but we're talking about like in the world, not just the US. Of course, the US is going to watch the Liga of Mexico matches. <laughs> I'm saying, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> say you're a Manchester United fan or, you know, you're a Manchester United fan. You like Chicharito, you liked him when he was there. You're going to watch some of the games when he's playing against LA Galaxy. You know, or like some scouts, and yeah, you know, because you you're not gonna watch the um, you're not gonna watch the Nikes. One, they're probably not gonna understand what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> so? not to be, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, like, and, and also, you know, well, to be fair, just a quick point I don't think MLS doesn't have well, Liga Mexico have the same TV rights as MLS has <laughs> compared to all over the world. They have deals, what in England and also all Europe, and just also with the app. Mm-hmm. So, the TV rights. It's a major deal in all of this in the in the, in the long run, really. I like you saying long run. I'm, Anyways, I'm, but how it's gonna help them regardless because they're gonna get a better TV deal in the future, really. But in the League of Max, everyone's like, "Oh, what's MLS?" Like, "Oh, at least I know them." Like, uh-huh. well, "Who's League of Max?" Yeah. Max. I mean, at this point, at this point in the season, the I mean I mean I mean at this point in MLS's history, most players are what, what they're trying to do is trying to get with the trend because you can see that MLS as a, as a league as a whole, mm-hmm. it, it's growing. It's to the point where like you guys even mentioned, Slatan even joined the LA Galaxy, even though he's not at the, the height of his powers at this point, he was still a really really good good player. So they're probably just trying to get with the trend, and especially how George said, the way that the league is trending towards, they're most likely going to get a better TV deal in the future. They can negotiate bigger contracts because only right now. 
The average <coughs> contract in MLS is three hundred forty-five k a year, and La Liga MX is actually three eighty-nine. So if you see MLS is averaging their salary is mm-hmm. average is actually less than La Liga MX, but the only question is how long is that going to last? Yeah, I don't know. Because a lot of more investors are going to invest in MLS teams, mm-hmm. and until they get rid of the, well, I don't know if they ever get rid of the salary, salary cap, but DPS and what the general allocation money and transfer allocation money between those, because currently Liga MX has a better transfer budget than what most MLS MLS teams have because of the salary caps. Mm-hmm. But I think until MLS, I don't, I said earlier, I don't think they're going to get rid of it. until they get rid of the salary caps, they're going to be good. But the reason I think why they have the salary caps just because what we see in Mexico almost at the time, just teams disappearing. Yeah. So that's why for them, the salary cap is a good deal overall because it keeps the team like at least somewhat balanced compared to... What about what about the deal with Adidas that every jersey mm-hmm. that exactly. team... You exactly. Mean, that you th- because if you think about it, what if it's a, a Nike trying to get like an LAFC, you know, trying to get into that market? I think their LAFC would get a big deal oh, and yeah. also potentially also have the opportunity to pay their, their salaries more. Better. But I think... I th- the MLS values the league more than its teams because it's usually when you see team, like MLS, it's like the MLS is with is contracting to this player. Because mm-hmm. I think most of how it works is the players actually have made a contract with the league, not club itself. I think they do with the club, but I think oh, okay. it's with the league itself. Oh, okay. So that's like most of, most of the deals go with the league itself because basically the league is trying to say, okay, we're going to be higher than you guys, and you guys are going to be at least lower, but we're still going to have the higher power regardless. So I think. In the long run, like we said with the Adidas deal, I think they recently renewed it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where the contracts would expire. So, because money's going to be pumping in, but for this team able to spend at least competing with Mexican teams, they have to get rid of the salary cap. The question is, do you think that the reason, another reason why they have the salary cap is because they don't want to turn the league into what the league owns has become mm-hmm. with PSG, where like mm-hmm. it's just a one team dominant. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because realistically, if the if there was no salary cap, imagine what New York FC especially could do because of Who's backing them with Manchester, Manchester City? Well, you guys talk about this, the LA Galaxy, and LA FC, and all these things. Yeah, especially the big market teams. Who, like it or not, like just just like our baseball, they had the salary cap because you don't want like all the players going to like the Yankees because the Yankees is the most is the biggest like mm-hmm. is, the, is the biggest team in baseball. That's probably what they're the, what they're trying to do, trying to stop the players. Well, Romelu just... Lukaku said that he wouldn't mind coming to the MLS, but the only issue is the salary cap. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's true because like, would you rather be in? cold london or sunny la you know <laughs> no yeah but i think eventually they're gonna end up raising the salary cap and the dps mm-hmm. the dps uh best salary base and the non-dps mm-hmm. and also with the international mls in general just has a lot of wacky stuff when it comes to dps international spots so i saw you probably you don't see that much european team european players going in that often because they actually they have to rely on what they're home homegrown especially when it comes yeah. to the academy or buying for somewhere else so yeah, and also instead of the non-senior roster one, but I don't know. Another news, right? <laughs> uh, Edson Alvarez is or not Cavani is rumored to leave PSG with uh, a couple big teams in Europe going after him, in the likes of uh, again Inter and Manchester United, but apparently. This wouldn't be able to happen now because his contract isn't over. But he's planning on not resigning. But my my question is, do you think it would be a good move for Cavani to leave, or would it be better for him to stay in PSG? 
No, I think it would be better for him to move because you already have um, Icardi there. You have Mbappe. But Icardi's alone. He's not there permanently. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're gonna, they're, buy, Yeah, they're going to buy him. I'm pretty sure. I mean, at this point, it's just the same question with um, <coughs> with what happened, what's happening with Ericsson. Are you going to want to leave for nothing? Are you going to want to leave get something for him? Because at this point, honestly, if I was you guys, especially have a player with this, with this, with this caliber who transfer uh, market price is around 28 million. You should at least get something for him before he ends up walking for nothing, at least. Because at this point in his career, he probably needs, he's probably thinking that he, that he needs a new challenge. If it, no matter if he has to come to the MLS, like a Liga Sabi, or something about, or if he goes to the Liga like, or like Atletico Madrid, or anywhere he goes, because at this point, he's probably, tra- he's probably trying to I don't want to say he's trying to chase the money at this point. Because you know his, his, his playing career is almost over because he's almost 32 years old. But at this, he probably just needs a chance to see these at least rejuvenate. rejuvenate I mean, he's career. won the domestic cup so many times. He's probably won something different. I mean, I mean, right now, how he's trying, he's being linked so at the energy. Really? No. No, I don't think so anymore after they got Chicharito. No, I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they got the money for that. Yeah. And the guy actually wants Kawhi to, 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 to see um, Ibrahimovic. Well, to be fair, guys are marketing not that reliable anymore. He should just make public experts. Yeah, good point. Let's pretend like we can see this. Uh, Josh from Mike. Uh, let's see this. All right. Now, I mean, uh, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> this is respectful. I can say, I can say that compliment. <laughs> I know. But Anyways, okay. If you were in PSG's shoes, mm-hmm. what would you do? Well, one of two things, because obviously there's two situations. Say, Inter want Icardi back. You have in your cell Cavani. You're missing a number nine, because then there's no one to replace about down the wing. But then say they keep Cavani. I mean they they keep um, Icardi. Then yeah. We're not gonna do I mean, what the have fun. PSG board is probably just saying like, we want to keep a party, but he's not an issue. Well, of course. They're uh, like they're even starting to push for anymore. Now he he's saying that he wouldn't mind staying. All right. So another news besides the transfer rumors, we also have uh, the Coca Champions League, right? Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. We have LA Galaxy versus Lyon, which is probably one of the bigger matches up. LAFC versus Lyon. I mean, LA, LAFC, yeah, LAFC. And uh, Lyon, probably one of them, I feel, I would want to say probably one of their um, closer matchups. Hmm. Considering LAFC is getting second place in the conference, and then Lyon always competing in the La Ligas. Hmm. And then we also have Cruz Azul versus... Um, Portmore. Yeah, there. Then we have Montal. Matagua. Matagua. Montalpa. This is Atlanta United, which I think Atlanta United is going to win. Um, uh, who else we have? Uh, you want to read them? Yeah. <laughs> and we got Alianza versus El Salvador and Forces Tigres. Ah! Uh, Saprissa out of Costa Rica taking on Montreal. In fact, in as a Canadian champions. Comunicaciones from Guatemala taking on America. Oh my god. That's then San, <laughs> San Carlos from Salvador, right? They're not from. No? They're in, no. They're, 
I don't know who they were. Uh, San, well, regardless, I'm sorry, Shannon, you're San Carlos fans out there. Like, taking on NYCFC, and then Olympia from Honduras are taking Seattle Sounders. <laughs> They're Costa Rican. They're Honduras. San Carlos is Costa Rican. Oh, okay, there you go. Really? Uh, it's, uh, anyways, all right. So, as Daniel said earlier about the LAFC versus Leon match, that's really going to be one of the big ones, really. Yeah, uh, uh, this entire draw. One of the more balanced ones, I guess. But I think, Alice, who's your favorite? I uh, LAFC. Do you th- you think LAFC could be away to alone uh, away at Leon? Of course. Yeah. Because uh, MLS don't have a great track of playing at Mexico. We'll find out. Vela's gonna be like, I understand mis compas. I don't know. They, <laughs> they might, know they might put in, they might put in a tackle or two on them, but. Because I mean, I mean, I mean like how George said, most MLS teams haven't had that pitch track record, especially in Mexico. But the thing is with Leon. I can see them putting up a fight and maybe putting up uh, an upset with LAFC because we have to agree that LAFC at this point is favorite going into it, especially with the season they had. Maybe not the way they ended it, but the season that they had there, they had uh, the dominance that they showed in, in the league. But as a whole, Leon, it's tough because it, it depends on which team, which Leon, which version of Leon is going to show up. And regardless, they're going to have a major, they're going to have a major side because they're already playing in the league already. At least they haven't even started their preseason already. I think they're going to start, I think, this month. Later this month, I think it's uh, some of your going team. But I think the fact, because like, this has always been a concern with MLS teams, and they've been, I think they're going to change the schedule regardless in the next couple of years. Because MLS, I guess a lot of people, MLS fans, saying, like, it's not even fair because we're getting off of what, not even preseason, and we're facing these teams already playing in season. So I guess because that usually takes a factor or two. So that's why you usually see a lot of Mexican teams progressing over MLS teams maybe because of the quality or whatever but that's most of the reasons why I feel like that's one of the doubts for LAFC because so last year Atlanta United take on I think it might have been one one of the Costa Rican teams and they struggled away at home like their superstar lineup with Frank DeBoer or whatever they just suffered in the first match like them their new formation was going away and then like you would see like why aren't you guys beating these, these teams because like doesn't make teams, exactly. Salary, you know the quality. But then again, you go take about the like with the home manager. Like they never been in, in that sort of particular environment because usually like this MLS, like oh whatever, it's not all nice and all. But once you go play down in Central America, Mexico, <laughs> it's like it's rowdy. <laughs> but yeah. But the only thing is with LAFC is that do you guys think their challenge level will at least let them surpass? Like like uh, to at least be like Leon at least pushing towards the, the second round of the game. They would their bench players start coming clutch because they would need to have those backup plays, especially if they're gonna make it farther in the tournament, and which eclipses the MLS. I don't know if they're gonna have like the squad or depth just to make it because they're gonna they're gonna be tired. And you saw it like once like in the beginning stages. Well, actually, they don't play them anymore. But back in old format, well before the new format came in. You see a lot of MLS teams playing their B teams or whatever. And when they played like, away at Central America and Mexico, they usually suffered. Because regardless of what happened. But, I don't know. And, a lot, and other teams. I guess Crystal Silver versus, versus Portsmore United. Uh, Crystal should be the favorites and they should win pretty. I right now, it's very questionable right now in the state that we're in. We mm. have literally no strikers to our disposal. Yeah. Any points of this? No. no. They, right. should, they should personally. I think they could win. 
They should win, but it's gonna be def- it's gonna be a rough one. I think. Uh, do you think it's gonna be a bilateral exaggerate or no? No, <laughs> no. no. All right. So we got Motagua versus Atlanta United. Motagua coming out of Honduras. Uh, it's probably one of the bigger teams in Honduras. Um, always competing in, the, in this competition, particularly not always making it far, but always falling against these bigger teams. Con- considering, I think Motagua's big chance of winning. I always get a solid decent chance of winning it'll be playing at home and taking that home advantage mm-hmm. and just that crowd because like I said earlier but I don't know but it almost seems really been in this type of environments before so in order for them just to at least get a chance of chance of them getting to this well get into the next round they would have to be the home result because I don't know going away it's gonna be imagined alright Alianza versus Tigres Tigres are easily the favorites I don't know if it's not a play, but... Tigres over Alianza. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin. Who did you call it again? Huh? Damn. You're saying... <laughs> You're coming you biased, Kevin. Yeah, they tell me that. I, I said that. He said that. I said that. Yeah, I said it played at home, but wait, there's probably no chance. They're playing in El Salvador, bro. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about Montagua. <laughs> no, no, bro. You, you asked about the Atlanta Tigers match, didn't you? No, I didn't. You just... I was talking about earlier. I was talking about this one. That's what I'm, I'm just really... No, I didn't say anything about them. I was talking about Motagua. <laughs> no, George was saying that Atlanta United could struggle away. But now they're going to beat them out to the Tigres one. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't say anything about that. You know what's saying? No one. <laughs> we all said Tigres was going to win. Yeah. You guys said Tigres are going to win. Yeah. What? Well, you, you think Aliyah is going to score 60? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll cut. Ah, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, one of the other other close matchups. So, Priest versus Montreal Impact. So, Priest has been always that team that, you know, that you always, like, look out for, especially when playing at home. But I think because playing against the Montreal Impact, this actually gives Thierry Henry's first chance of international competition, really. So I don't know if it's just inexperience really is gonna come in. Yeah, he is, he is a coach. <laughs> they signed him the preseason. They yeah. they replaced Remy. No, no, they did bump that player. Yeah. yeah, they. No, I, 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 he was only there for like three months. I think. So this <laughs> is this is his time to prove him wrong. All the haters wrong that. He's MLS, a, he's yeah, coach. He's yeah, but I don't know if this is gonna be an easy match to go into against the preseason, especially away because with the new new tactics or whatever, he has to adapt. To Central American with way of soccer, really, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, do you, you can kind of re- relate it to the Premier League. No, well, yeah, but uh, yeah. So, what do you think of Ghana's match? Oh, I think Montreal has it. Um, as you said, though, playing away, especially in areas that you've never been to before, could always be a, a surprise. You know, there's always been those. Uh, but I think either way, maybe if okay. even if they, I, I see a tie coming out of the first game. Depending if it's um if it's home for, I mean if it's away from Montreal if it's it's away I think it's gonna be a tie and then Montreal are gonna win it at home for sure. You know what they say always always take the team with the with the logo always take the team that has the leather in its logo. <laughs> so I think so. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? So Prisa or Montreal in back? Uh, I feel like some Prisa could be a good fight, but I think Montreal. Okay, yeah, I uh, thought you were gonna. Alright, he's going to, <laughs> to the next match. Comunicaciones out of Guatemala versus America. I. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, America is one of those yeah. 
big teams in Mexico, you know, you could consider them being like a yeah, they've been like a Manchester City they've of Mexico. Yeah, they've been. they have the funds to buy players and you know just roll over these small teams. Yeah, uh, America has been well, the major earlier major money was they have been one of the best teams in the Concacaf Champions League in the twenty tens. So they have mm-hmm. won multiple titles. I think it was the previous edition of 2015-2016 these, both these teams played mm-hmm. uh, when Comunicaciones were at home they both draw 1-1 but then again it's a different team Comunicaciones team that we saw from last year to, well a couple of years ago from this year but I don't know if, I don't know from from when the band got lifted from Guatemala I'm talking about earlier about how both these teams uh, faced up earlier well a couple of years ago in the old format about Comunicaciones actually cut America to a draw 1-1 but absolutely got slaughtered the Azteca then again this comes down to quality of players and quality of the league really and Guatemala just been, has been recently just been left out of the band so this kind of shows how even though they're banned for like almost for like, three years and they still and somehow this first season back into the CONCACAF Champions League they already made it to what the CONCACAF Champions League uh, the CONCACAF League so uh, America's gonna have well, that especially when they play at the Azteca, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if a Comunicaciones got a goal or two. No, the no, here's the thing with America. <coughs> they're the type of team. They're the type of team that doesn't always take the small teams that seriously, which would be um kind of it, it affects them a lot in, in their way of playing. They're probably gonna end up tying up there in Guatemala again, but the but it's probably gonna be what history re- repeating itself with the slaughtering in, in Azteca. So easily, not easily, but but it should be America go, go, going through, and it probably will be them going through. Yeah, true. Sure. Then we got next up. We got San Carlos taking on NYCFC. Uh, this should be an easy match for NYCFC going into it because they have the quality players talking about earlier. But then again, it's just just playing away at home. It would not really would affect a team or two, but I don't know. But I feel like NYCFC should take this regardless. Yeah, but. Both home and away. I I guess they could probably get a draw for away leg, but I think the, uh, once they get to Yankee Stadium, I think it's just going to be their apps for San Carlos. Hmm. They probably have the talent, the talent to just propel them enough to probably just make it, make it past this round. If they'll make it past in the future rounds. Then yeah, could be seen. And the next match we got Olympia, another close match: Olympia versus Sounders FC. Sounders come in as the reigning MLS champs, but. They almost got their squad almost torn apart, really, because a lot of players have been coming out of the team. Now players coming into the team. So it'll be interesting to see how Sanders, how Sanders do against Olympia and Honduras. Honduras, is, I mean, that team, Olympia, is probably up there with Montoya, Montoya as the top two. So it's going to be an interesting lineup. And um, usually it's either them or Olympia. Usually do decent against uh, in this in this tournament, but they always always fall against outside teams. I want yeah, I'm saying like I wouldn't be surprised if Olympia actually wins ends up winning this round or this tie. But I don't know. At Seattle, I think for them going for, forward is not caring about. I'm not saying what's that caring, but at least like put your time and effort into the league because mm-hmm. that's going to be a challenge in itself. Just trying to defend that title because you're not got the same players that you had last year. Mm-hmm. But I think if this is probably just to do like, all right, so what's going going on here for the MLS season and what I need here. And then Bryce Schnauzer is going to be like, all right. But it wouldn't be a surprise to me earlier if they end up losing it. 
getting like probably getting two goals behind the delay leg. I don't know. So what do you guys have winning from just these playoffs? What do you guys have winning the whole thing? Um, Possibly Tigres. Tigres? Tigres. I feel like Dominica has a good shot. They just came off of a of a second place overall, I guess you can say. So I, I think they still have that momentum, you know what I mean? So I feel like either America or... Hmm... Cruz Azul is definitely a shout. Okay. The 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? You know why is he winning this? <laughs> Getting their first piece of silverware and and knows who who knows who how long it's been. That's it, Cruz Azul. I mean, it's, it, don't disrespect them. Like they got to win in twenty eighteen in the Copa America. Wow. So, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Nick. That's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mr. <laughs> okay, Mr. <laughs> Semi-Finals. Okay, Mr. Calmate, Mr. Ascenso. We really made it up back in 2015. <laughs> How to... What do you want? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a promotion, bro. What do you want? <laughs> 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 Alright, any other talks? Uh, I think for me, I'm going to play this match. Well, the entire league. I think it'll be the first time for me. This might be MLS's chance. So I actually have LAFC winning it. Mm-hmm. So it's that MLS's chance of saying, Weird. we finally won. Mm-hmm. Now we can present a Club World Cup. We might actually might get clapped by some African team, but uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I have never seen MLS teams going against like those other teams, such as AFC teams. Like, if you've seen Mexican teams get manhandled by those Asian teams so I don't know about those I'm, I don't know <laughs> maybe they bring maybe they, that's the secret they need someone like um, like maybe an Atlanta United to put up a good fight yeah I don't know if uh, Lion is going to put up that kind of match of a month I mean against Liverpool oh no that's not good so, no. you never know you know it's only one of those things of the what if situations yeah because if I have well, what's his name fucking goalie Brad Kuzan comparing Bobby Fringer oh no, no. <laughs> Yeah, Brad Guzman. Yeah, you know what? I started to think about it. Brad Guzman has never been, for me, a top player. To be fair, I know I'm bringing a video game, right? But back in FIFA 13, he was for free. <laughs> FIFA 13. <laughs> you can only imagine, bro. You know? But anyways, to, cl- to close this out. So far, we- we've seen that the MLS is, is the least gaining traction and gaining um to be for real saying that for the past 20 years i mean okay, yeah, i mean but, 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 but you're seeing the difference now okay. no yeah of course of course but we keep saying like every like oh mls is growing mls is growing mls is growing <laughs> i mean I, I mean i'm a big fan of mls don't get me wrong but eventually what are we trying to get to now, honestly i know we're trying to get to europe but first take care of the car cap champions thing and then talk, it's talking about how you, you're actually that great honestly that's a, that's a very fair point i think but then, you, uh, to be fair, though, you have brought in, you know, more, there is more teams now. And then they also want to play in Copa Libertadores. If Brazil Mexican teams... Really? They, but that was, it's a thing that they wanted to get both Mexican teams back into it and MLS. And oh, actually, okay. But there's actually been one team to actually been, well, in the common ball system is DC United. They play in the Copa Sudamericana 2007. For what? That, I don't know, I think they're just in YT. 
they play in their tournament. Yeah, in the tournament. I think it was like just. They're, they're, they're I think they're. I think because they were at that time, they might have been MLS champions. I don't know if that's true. Back in 06, 07, it's been dark days for MLS. But, <laughs> but, but to be fair, they actually made out of the group with Chivas and two other teams. And they got knocked out by Universidad Católica. Some team in. Oh, from the Chile? Yeah, the Chile. Chile. And the, yeah, yeah. But actually, it was a good fight. Well, then again, I don't know the quality back then. But, <laughs> and then again, the Copa Sudamericana is, is equivalent to the Europa League. So. I, I don't know. At first, he won the Concacaf Champions League, and then you might go to the Copa Libertadores, and then again the travel. And he, fans are gonna watch DC United versus Emelec. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> and thing like that. But first, when you're in National League, you know when you're at tournament, and actually make a FIFA Club World Cup, and then I start talking about how you're the best team in North the league in North America, right? Yeah. So, I actually want to bring up a quick point about what you said, right? You said the Mexican teams get manhandled by like Asian uh, teams, right? Well, some of them, yeah. And you said the American teams aren't good versus African teams. No, I would say no, no. no assuming, assuming, because well, because a lot of those Mexican teams really like when they get placed against those African teams or the Oceanic teams, they even struggle a lot. So this is this is where I wanted to get to my point. Why doesn't the leagues like MLS Liga Mexican start investing into those those CAF teams or those Oceanic teams. Well, the thing um, is, because like there is. I no- mean, I think it's like one of those things. Is like, would you rather sign, you know, uh, Argentinian who's probably better with the language, closer like closer to an English or Spanish than an African player having to learn well, a whole different but language. But to be fair, there've actually been some of the okay, decent African players that have gone on to the max. But the thing mm-hmm. was Gianni, now Akeloba. Mm-hmm. So there's been some integration with some of these African players going into Liga MX mm-hmm. with some prior knowledge for Spanish, of course. But then again, it's also, does they don't have really the, well, the broadcast or TV stuff about them. Because yeah. you don't usually get the same TV stuff with one calf with the African, well, well, I think probably get the AFC matches, but then again, like those Yannick, but then again, it's just quality of league. But again, you would rather get some dude from what? Raya Casablanca back in what, <laughs> Northern Africa or some dude out of Estudiantes of Argentina. You'd rather get the Estudiantes from Argentina player. Because like Danny said earlier, the language and the league itself. So I think that's to your point. I can imagine, I can imagine like the Mexican style going up to an Af- North African player. It's like, you want to play for the Caxa? Now who? <laughs> Uh, who plays there? Oh, it must. You okay? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I I think we're gonna wrap it up there. Like I said, you think? Um, uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter or in the comments what we can do better. Remember, all that boys with podcasts. Boys, oh my, jogging. <laughs> Yeah, shambles is <laughs> that's how you play your pro clothes, mate. Subscribe to the channel, leave the comments, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and peace.